Welcome to the Better Business Podcast, a series for those business owner operators who want to create a better business. Here are your hosts, Chris and Mark. So welcome to 2020 for the Better Business Podcast, our first podcast of the new year. Uh, great to be back after a short hiatus. Um, joining me as normal is Mark Eggleston in our Sydney studio. G'day, Mark. G'day, Chris. How are you faring G'day. today? You well? I am well. I'm really happy. It's actually bucketing with rain today. Sort of. This is the first time I've gone to bed with rain on the roof in I can't remember how long. Whilst, whilst we're, you know, we'll get into this relatively quickly today because uh, you and I both don't have a lot of time this morning, but uh, we do have a, a, an interesting discussion, a, a topic that often comes up at this time of the year or more specifically about a month ago. And uh, I'll paint a bit of a picture for you where you're sitting around on New Year's Eve and you're just start, uh, as the night rolls on and the drinks flow and, and everyone starts discussing these grandiose plans for their, for their New Year's Eve resolutions or their new year's resolutions um we start getting into these these goal setting ideas and we come away with all these things and then you know sometimes people remember them sometimes don't Um, but what i've always noticed about new year's resolutions in the context of goal setting is they are often very goal focused so some resolutions might not be goal focused um, but some some will be in fact most are what I also notice is they're mostly unsuccessful, and even if they are moderately successful or successful, they're definitely unsustainable over time because we end up making the same goal for the next year. So, for example, there's gym. I'm going to join a gym because I'm going to get fit. I'm going to um, start exercising because I want to lose weight. I'm going to give up smoking. I'm going to give up drinking. I'm going like there's all these things that we we make for ourselves. Um, I know this topic is a little bit close to your heart, and you and I chatted recently. What is it about goal setting that gets you a little bit excited? It gets me more than excited, by way of example. I was watching the TV the other last night, in fact, and there was an ad for ANZ Bank, and across the screen, sort of towards the end of the ad, it had in white type out of the ANZ Blue, we'll help you achieve your goals. Well, when I stopped throwing up momentarily, (laughs) I just... (laughs) <laughs> when I, and you've seen this, I know you've seen this and I've seen this. When you've talked to pe- people we worked with even, you know, really experienced business coaches and one, um, go, oh, I've got a goal, I've got a goal, you know, blah, 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 and they clutch the, their goals like it's a share script transfer to a really valuable company. <laughs> um, and how often, and particularly in businesses, do they not come true? And I'm really, I'm, I'm fairly anti-goals, so I went into Google and had a bit of a muck around with this, and then I had to pull back a bit from being as anti as I am. Whereas they're not, they're not necessarily, they, they can be a good thing, but they're, yeah. they're by no means the only thing, and they're not the thing you should focus on. When it comes to goal setting and say you're working with a client or you've worked with, um, you know, when you discuss certain uh, things with family members, what is it about the goal setting that that you were quite um, anti, if you like? I picked up a little bit of a tone there that you, you're quite hot under the collar about goal setting yeah, and, and almost vomit-inducing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what is it? What is it? People fall in love with the goal 
In other words, the thing they're going to achieve at some point in time. It's not the thing you need to fall in love with. And when you do, it's only a momentary thing. Yeah. So how many Olympians would there be that you'd know of? And I'm asking you to give a sports analogy, which is who achieve their Olympic goal and then fall completely off a cliff edge. Yeah. Yep. We, we, well, it, it's funny because the ones that tend to fall off the cliff edge are the ones that just miss out on that goal. Where they put, they, their, they put their life, yeah. life's work into achieving that, that one goal, maybe come up just short and then, and then you, you go, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so when the next Olympics comes around? You know, he or she were only 22 and they just got pipped for gold and then you don't hear of them again. So um, uh, it, that, that plays into a little bit of what you're talking about with that, um, that, momentary, that fleeting moment of, of achievement, if you like. And the other thing with goals is that, and I've met a lot of people that have got a goals that have got goals and they're really miserable bastards and they're just waiting for when they achieve the goal and then they're going to be happy. So yeah, it's a fair point to say goals delay happiness. It's all about the destination, not about the journey, which would yeah. bring me to a really critical point. And I got this from cruising around in Google and my experience and your experience is that what people, People should really fall in love with it is, is isn't the goal is the system yeah and by that i mean what you're going to do to achieve your goal and your way you're more across sports than i am how many how many teams of all the teams you watch pairs do you hear them say our goal is to win x well the funny thing is so, ultimately everyone knows that that's the goal they're buying into yeah, whether it's to, to win the grand final, to win a gold medal, to win the championship, to win the race, whatever it is. Ultimately, everyone knows that that's the goal. However, as, as we, we remarked, is that everyone has that goal. So the loser has the same goal. The winner has the same goal. So there must be something else that, that yeah. goes into the winning formula. And it's the system. So yeah. when they turn up, for their practice days, whatever, wherever they are, whatever they are, and how often they do them. They don't talk about winning. They focus on what they're going to do to win. And that, that's what they fall in love with. You don't hear people with, no, I've got my goals, I've got my goals. Oh, mate, look at these goals. No, no, no. You don't hear them talk about the system. You know, and I'm always intrigued. Like, what are you going to do about that? And do, In terms of the system, if we call it that, how much in love with that are you going to be? And are yeah. you really in love with your goal? Yeah. Or do you so what, care about it? You don't. So, chuck it out. And the other thing, like what you said earlier on as well, is around that fleeting moment of enjoyment. Um, when you when you look at that in a business context, you know, I want to achieve X amount of sales. I want to achieve X amount of engagement score in my team. What, whatever the metric or the KPI that you're being um, measured against or whatever sits in your strategic plan or whatever it is, um, it's, it's then the what comes after. Because as much as, you know, for listeners out there, as much as we see uh, these very uh, overt examples of, of goal setting becoming this fleeting moment of achievement and, and enjoyment and ecstasy in, when we see it played out on, in, on TV, in sport, um, the same, exact same thing happens for us in business. We, we all achieve something and then it's almost like this feeling of, yeah, so what? And I think um, while you've just been talking, I do relate to that totally. It's like, so what? So 
and I would come back to what I've loosely coined the system. If you fall in love with the system, that exists forever after the goal. Or until you change it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've now got a habit. Yes. That you really like. Like I wanted to learn to swim in the ocean. So I just got someone to coach me and I went with her a lot swimming in the ocean. Now I swim in the ocean a lot and I really love that. I don't look at it as a, as a goal anymore. I look at it as a part of something I really, really like to do. So um, shifted me way beyond the goal. Yeah, so now, now you have a love for it. I do. Yeah, and it's not about the technical aspects of how to actually swim and breathe differently and, and I'd imagine you oh, have to yeah, employ some different that. tactics. Every now and then I think, oh, God, what am I doing here? I'm swimming backwards. So, so you know, you need to think, oh, do I need a little... Do I need a little touch-up on my technique here? (laughs) No, I love it. I was just going to say on the southern coast of New South Wales, you probably got to swim a little bit faster than we do down in Victoria as well. But but you raised that point before about the system. So the system to me is is we can look at this as a a global system in in your organisation or in your team or whatever you want to call it. Where, whereby you have a way of doing things. So like you said before, is that the, the conversation that we often hear from you know, the modern sporting coach is we're concentrating on these things, these inputs, this style, this, these beliefs, these, you know, we've spoken about these in pre- previous podcasts around the way we do things and the context for doing it. Yeah, so a bigger plan. Um, oh, God, you, just remind, you just reminded me of something. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there. That's okay is that um, hot goals lack context quite often. Correct, yeah. So for me, when I'm working, especially, and, and goal setting is often an individual thing when in, in the way that we work with, with clients. So often you'll be sitting in front of uh, an executive at some level and uh, you'll say, what do you want to achieve this year or this month or over the next few years, whether it's a broader vision thing. And they'll have a list of things that come out we want to do this. We want to grow by this. We want to achieve that. We want this, blah, 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 blah. Yep. That's great. And then we start getting caught in that conversation around once you have all that, then what? And so this was that have thing, like we've, we've achieved something and we have it. And a little get gets a little bit back to something we've mentioned earlier around that mindset piece of that. Um, the way we often look at life is when I have something, so the achievement of something, then it will lead to some level of happiness and enjoyment. Um, and what we know is that once you have it, then you start asking yourself without any context, if there's no context wrapped around it, you start asking yourself, and now what? Now that I've had that fleeting moment of, of ecstasy, now what comes after it? Um, and we often see this. So you often see, you know, young, especially when you're working with young people coming through businesses, They'll say, oh, when I have that job or when I have that level of salary or when I have that level of um, uh, respect in my, you know, in my role or in the company, then I'll do these stuff and then I'll be known as either successful or then I'll be happy or then I'll be content or then I'll be whatever, yeah? So what we put, we, we put this remarkable um, flip on, on source versus outcome. We start putting outcomes first as our goal. We want to achieve this. And then if, like what you're saying before, is that if all we ever do is concentrate on an outcome without ever questioning what we do as the system to achieve that outcome, then it becomes a game of chance and often dis- and most often disappointment. I uh, couldn't agree more with you there. 
Um, I was just thinking about the sporting analogy. There's a social commentator I know vaguely who's on TV and various other places by the name of Jane Caro. There's oh, plenty, yes. of stuff, plenty of stuff of hers I disagree with, but she wrote this article a while ago and I love this article. So she went to some women's power breakfast and there was an ex-Olympian giving the keynote presentation. Mm. And her article, the gist of her article is she said, I've never been so uninspired in my entire life than going to that breakfast hearing that Olympian talk. <laughs> it's probably because you couldn't relate to any of it. it firstly, that. Yeah. And this person had achieved the goal, but to achieve the goal, she went on about how she got up at four o'clock every morning, blah, 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 blah. Every made a, everyone made a fuss of her while she was trying to achieve the goal. Yeah, and it was totally unrealistic. And it's really interesting that this person giving the presentation would only ever refer to something she had done in the past, not what she's doing now. Yeah. Well, what she's doing now is making a mozza going around talking to, to women's groups and, and corporates probably. Um, yeah, but but the thing we also have to respect in that situation there is that that is the system. That was the system that they used to achieve that goal. Yeah, it was the system they yeah. used. That is exactly yeah. correct. But yeah. most people in the room would go, do I want to do that? Nah. Yeah, God. that's right. So that, you know that out the leg of your exercise gear, seriously. I just... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I remarked to someone somewhat facetiously recently, if, if I have to go to another conference and listen to how someone climbed Mount Empress, I think I'll spew up. Yeah, me too. I'm right there yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yep, good. You climbed Mount Everest. But the message in all of that is that if they're only telling the story of climbing Mount Everest, it, it becomes largely irrelevant. If they're telling the story of what they took to prepare and the mindset and the, you know, the, all the system that goes in around it, then they're the things that are repeatable. And this yeah. is where, you know, if we close some loops on this, this is where the, the modern sports coach, you know, talks about repeatable habits, like what you mentioned before. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's what business coaches and, and leaders in business should be talking about as well. Like what, what can you do in your organisation that becomes part of your system that is repeatable. It's not just oriented towards achieving one thing at one time because then, but by inference, it means you then have to gear up, do it all again, just to achieve the next thing. There has to be some leverage in here somewhere. And this is where um, I talk about that mindset piece in that um, if we go back to the very beginning and what we said about how essentially that the winners and the loser has the same goal, um, then there has to be a difference. And if the difference in the system is actually then a difference, a shift in mindset that is, is repeatable. And I'll give you a quick example on that. Um, one of the things I often do with, with um, senior executives or anyone really, but it, it just seems to fall into the lap of senior execs because they've got so much on their plate is to bring some level of um, organization and context to all the things that they have to achieve in a certain amount of time. So we'll often do these hundred day challenges where we, we come up with three or four or five goals to that you want to uh, absolutely have to achieve. Yeah, I know that you absolutely have to achieve in the next uh, period of time. Okay. Now, well, may you scream because the thing is what I say to them is once, once we work through the process, we actually come up with what's the shift in your mindset that you need to make in order to achieve all the tasks associated with the outcome of that goal being the result. Okay, 
So it's, it's this list of goals. This is the big thing we're going to achieve. Here's all the things we now need to do to achieve each one of those goals. So this list of four or five goals becomes now a list of about 25 different tasks. Yep. And it becomes even more mind numbing. Okay. For a reason. And then we say, now if you look at that list of tasks, what actually has to change in you? How do you need to change the system in order to achieve that list of tasks? To the point, if you just, thing, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's one big thing, okay? So it's an yeah, actual perfect. mindset shift. And, and the funny thing is you can coach in a coaching sense, uh, you know, how, how it often plays out is you can, you can come up with a list of goals in five minutes. You can come up, once they're actually really clear on the goals they want to achieve, they pound out all the tasks that are required to achieve those goals, like specific tasks. I need to do these six things in order for that goal to, to be achieved, yeah? Right? They pound that out in another 10 minutes, yeah? So all of a sudden, in 15 minutes, you've got a comprehensive project plan. Now, most people would leave it there because now you've got a task list. But the most important thing is, is then to say, okay, to achieve that task list, now what is the change you need to make in your mind, in your body, in your system of work that's actually going to achieve that? And that's the bit that takes 30, 40, 50 minutes of or, actually or exploring. Sometimes you don't even get it in that session. Well, sometimes you might not. Sometimes you might not. I think but that's I really the bit like that actually that. It requires exploring. And, and, and the way that, that I actually challenge them to do it is just to sit with the task list and fold the goal to the back of the page. I want you to actually now forget the goal. All we've got now is a list of tasks and a mindset that you have to get into. What? And then, what and then once you just let, hang on one sec. Just so yep. then once you once you complete that um, mindset piece, then you fold the task list <laughs> around the back and you only work to the mindset. And what invariably happens as a result is. Over the time, if they make a solid commitment just to that change of system for them, they achieve not only all their goals, but way more. So verbatim that often comes back to me is, I can't believe how much more I got done in that time. When I came up with that list of, of goals, um, I didn't think I was going to get it done, but I actually achieved way more. I actually achieved way more than why. And whenever I go back to them and say, well, what was the main factor behind it? As I said, because I embodied this system, this word, this mindset, like it, it actually became them for that, you know, three months, four months, whatever it is. What I really like there is that the task list to some degree is the system. So they're now focusing on the system, not the goal. And you've shifted everything to a context level. And how many times have you met someone with a list of goals and they're really excited and you just look at it and you go, where's the context? I don't understand what yeah. you're doing here because there is no context. Yeah. Once you've got all that, then what? what what's this yeah. all mean? What, what, what are you chunked it up to that it actually means something? And a good way yeah, to test that for, for anyone listening is to actually say, if you had to describe this to someone else about what you're trying to achieve here without discussing the goal, could you explain it? And often they look at you and say, no, there's nothing that ties all this stuff together. Which is a is an excellent question. I was just reflecting while you were relaying that about one of the things I really dislike about goals is that I quite often feel really boxed in with them. And I think what happens when you do what you do and what I do is that if you have a really, if you focus on the goal, you can't pivot. 
So quite often when you're doing something, you need to take a little left-hand turn, a little right-hand turn, you need to revise something. They kind of kill creativity in a way. Yep, they can do, absolutely. And, and you, don't want to be, you don't want to be on rails with it either, do you? No, and that's what happens with a lot of people. They get on goals, oh, this is my goal, this is my goal, I'm sticking to this, I'm sticking to this. Whereas a lot of entrepreneurs don't set goals specifically for that reason. They have an intention to do something out there. Then they focus on the system and they focus on the context. Yeah. So what's it, an example? If we can talk about an example of a system. So we've given the example that, you're, you know, the way you view the world, your mindset can be a system. So as we've discussed in previous podcasts, there's different leadership mindsets that you can, you can take on. So that's a fundamental part of the system. Um, what are other important elements of, of a system? So if we're working with an organisation, we say, um, what's, how are we going to have a repeatable, sustainable system here that's going to change the way that, that not only do you achieve goals, but, but also make it um, something that's repeatable and consistent and part of the organisation? What's some of those other big pillars of system that we're talking about here? How many people are committed to it if you're dealing with more than one, obviously? If you're dealing yep. with five people... Are they committed so to this? So there's some buy-in, some commitment. Well, I think it's, it's is there buy-in? It's critical because yeah. you've been in any number of rooms as I have and you, you, you're getting the system worked out and you're getting out what people are going to do and you look around the room and you go, note to yourself, there's three people in this room that just aren't committed to this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. You can tell just straight up by yeah. looking at them. You're not yep. committed to this. It's not going to happen. You couldn't so care you, less about this. Yeah. Yeah, you could not care less about this. And you're going to walk out of this room saying you are and you're not. So you have to get a really high level of commitment or change the system so that they are committed. Yeah. So there's and and the the things that sit behind that that I'm just sort of picking up as you speak are things like honesty, communication. Yeah. Honesty. yeah. So that you can see where a lot of this is going to get back to. It's going to get back to some of those more softer. Uh, skills in organisations around how, how tight is your culture? How tight are your communication protocols? How tight is your feedback? Yeah, and I was thinking about I was thinking about this yesterday, but you can plot a goal against why, what, how as well. Yep. Like why are we doing this? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? So and, the, the and the critical the part is the why. Yeah, that's the context. That's the big yeah. bit. Or, or sometimes why. you can start at the bottom. Sometimes you can actually go, um, or not, 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 necessarily in the at the how but maybe in that in that what space where you can actually say what is it that we want to achieve and then the the next conversation shouldn't be how it should be why yeah, why are we doing this yeah and, and for what it's purpose at that, at that point sometimes you need to pivot or yep. you need to get a bit creative because the why is not resonating and it's not it's not making sense another good way to look at those labels is is the why is the concept the what, the what is the strategy and the how is the implementation. So if you look on that as concept, strategy, implementation, um, that might just trigger for some people. But I think the why, what and how is an easy way to look at it because this is what we want to achieve. Then someone has to sort of say, okay, for what purpose, why? Why are we doing it? And if you can't answer the why, you, you can almost be guaranteed that the how gets stuffed up. It does because they're not... They're not uh, rusted on to the why, and you need to be. Do you think it'd be worthwhile right now just doing a, a bit of a recap? I'm, I'm not sure how much more you've got to add to this. One of the critical things that came out of this for me, and I did make a note of it, is that winners and losers have the same goal. I think people think when they've got a goal, oh, I'm a winner. 
It's unique. I'm going to order automatically be a winner. We're oh, going to nice. grow. We're going to grow market share. Okay. Guess what? Everyone else in your your market saying. Yeah. How many people have you heard saying we're yeah. going to lose market share? Yeah, we're going to lose market share. What we want to do is actually we want to maintain, if not just go a little bit backwards in market share this year. Um, and if you could come up with a good why, I go go for it. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't make any um, sense, <laughs> leave it, let it go. Um, but that, that's the actually, thing. Actually, uh, a not for profit I work with. We had exactly that conversation yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> is that? <clears throat> excuse me. They're stretched too thin. So we went. Well, what can you lose now? So yeah. you can focus on the things that really matter. So yeah, one of the things that we haven't uh, mentioned as well as one of the risks of just being purely goal focused, when you, when you have a goal, a, a, a particular fitness goal or a weight goal, yep, I'm going to lose X amount of weight. And so what you do is you, you, you become ultra focused on just these things that are going to strip off weight. You've never had the, the system conversation with yourself to say, how do I make this sustainable? You just have this goal. So what happens to most people you know who have done that, Iggy? They strip off the weight. They, they generally do by a certain date. And then what? Yep. And then they start putting it back on again. And then it slowly creeps back on. Yep. Mm. And then they, then they have to make the same goal again. I've got to do that. Until such points, often they actually get exhausted in doing it and saying, you know what? I'm now resigned to the fact that I'm not supposed to be that size. I'm supposed to be this size. You know, we start making all these little agreements with ourselves. And then what never gets questioned is to say, well, how did you change your system? How did you actually yeah, change you? the way you view um, a range of things across your lifestyle that are going to st- sustain that behavior in the yeah, long term? You didn't term. fall in love with your system. Yeah, there's some really interesting neuroscience on this, which I read recently, whereas you, your brain is slightly wired to making sure you don't achieve some goals or goals. Okay. It's... Um, it, it, it can trip you up. That's why you need the system. That's why you need to fall in love with the system. Yeah, I like that. You've got to fall in love with the system because if you don't love the, if you don't love the exercise, if you don't love the, the um, eating healthy, if you don't love all the little, um, you know, inverted commas sacrifices you need to make, then eventually you'll love something else. You've got to fall in love with the system. I think that's a really important point. There's one last point here is, and it came out of that book, The Killing School, where they train snipers. The basic thing you have to be to be a sniper is hit what you're shooting at. In fact, be a very good shot at a very long distance. But that involves looking very minutely at something. So you're looking right down in the minutiae of something. What they teach them is, that, in fact, the exact reverse. They look broadly at things. So a goal can be too singular in its focus. Yeah. So in all, so. I guess to paraphrase, so to hit the target, they actually have to look at a lot of other things other than the target. Totally. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. How does that play out in, in business? After, yeah, after they've trained them how to shoot, yeah. just a small part of it, the rest is look at what's going on around you quite broadly. And then quite often you see something coming in from the side, you think, oh, that's interesting. Not as a sniper now in business, you think, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Maybe um, I need to look at that rather yeah. than what I was looking at. So don't be dismissive of the other information around you. No, because it can take you on a better path, actually. Yeah, and that's what it probably gets to. What you are saying before is that if you've got the goal essentially without context, what can happen is you, you can either become too singularly focused on it and miss some broader stuff. And the inverse of that is that 
if you do have a really, really good goal and it does have some good context is that you also have to take in that other information that might actually uh, elevate the result. Yeah, totally. So one of the big takeaways from this conversation for me that just reiterated some stuff for me is that there's two elements here. Goal setting in its own right might work in a very short term and, and, and a singular focus uh, can be achieved, certainly. But to make the sustainable shift and actually elevate, you know, get, get deeper skills as leaders, get deeper skills as, as executives, get deeper skills as managers and as people, is that you have to understand the link between your mindset or your system or your context and the goal. Like, why are you trying to achieve it? What will it give you? And then how do you want to actually repeat it? So how do we fall in love with the system, which I think is a really nice takeaway from this. If What is our system that we can fall in love with that, that becomes part of us rather than just actually coming up with another list of things to do that generally doesn't excite us? And then often when we achieve it, it leaves us asking, so what? What's next? Yeah, it, leaves you feeling, it can leave you feeling really empty, actually. And there's some really good reading out there. If people, when people listen to this and they, they want to um, explore some of this, there's some, there's some great blog pieces. There's plenty of content, as we know, across the net. Um, look it up because there's some, there's some very, um, what, what would you call it, sort of enlightened view of this and some really good examples around, around that even you and I just, you know, tossed back and forth when we were researching a bit of this. Um, have, have a read of some of this stuff. And, and drop us a, a line. We've got our Facebook page up and running. So it's the Better Business Podcast with the same icon that we have on our, um, on our uh, podcasting site uh, badge. So look us up on Facebook. We're going to, to start um, pumping a little bit of content through there just to get a bit of conversation going to see what people's feedback is, what, you, what topics you guys want us to cover. Um, and, and we'll get that up and running now. It's something that's a little project we've had going over Christmas just to get that up and running. And we will, um, we will certainly be directing a little bit of traffic through there. Um, anything else that you wanted to add, Eggy? I think one of the really big takeouts for me is it's not the goals that you need to fall in love with, really. It isn't. And how many people have you heard say, I've got my goals, I've got my goals, I've got my goals. And then you get that look on your face where you go, well, this may not end well. Um, so, yeah, it's a broader thing. Way broader. Yep. Start questioning the context. What was that, what was that, little, uh, that little process you gave us? The why, the what, and the how. And why, if you understand how? your what, always ask why. And if you can't come up with a good why, well, then maybe you've got to re- come up with a different what. One of the things, a t- small point, but I'll mm-hmm. just put it in here was when I was reading about this, it's either Google or Facebook, I think it was Google, don't set goals because they find them too limiting. Maybe that's some of the, the dogma that comes out of Google. Yeah, probably is. I, I, I do get the sense that a lot of what Google say and a lot of what they do, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a gulf in between, but nevertheless. There is. It's yeah. a bit of a religion. You could probably ignore it. <laughs> and winners and losers have the same goals. It's just really worth remembering. Good on you, mate. Lovely Excellent. chatting. You have a good day, and I will um, we'll chat very shortly. Good on you, mate. See you. See you. See you, listeners.